The Book Thingo podcast is a lively discussion about romance books, culture, and podcasts. This is episode 43, featuring the Book Thingo bloggers Kat Mayo and me, Rudy Bremer. Book Thingo would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this episode was recorded, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also acknowledge the contribution of Aboriginal Australians to our shared literary heritage. Welcome to the Book Thingo Podcast, talking about books we love, especially romance. Kill a fairy fast on the Book Thingo Podcast. Welcome back to the Book Thingo Podcast. I'm Rudy Rammer from bookthingo.com.au, Kat's audio producer. To celebrate International Podcast Day, Kat and I decided that we would share some of our favourite podcasts with you. You can find information on all the podcasts we talk about in this episode by going to bookthingo.com.au forward slash podcast and clicking on episode number 43. Weirdly, I can't, I can't hear, hear myself can't at hear all. can't hear myself either. One second. I'm going to just pause everything. Classic. Um, our <laughs> headphones were just too low. <laughs> but it's really weird because at the midpoint you can't hear anything. Mine are still not working, but you know what? I can see that we're on and that I'm on mic, so I okay. don't care. <laughs> now so I'm just wearing headphones. Look, I'm wearing headphones for aesthetics. <laughs> so you look professional. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to look the part. I don't particularly care if I sound the part, which yeah. is important when we're doing a podcast and when yeah. we're this. This time doing a podcast about podcasts. <laughs> I know, it's very meta. I feel like I'm in a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> okay, so today is International Podcast Day. So we thought we would release a bonus episode to talk about the podcasts that we love. I was going to say, and the podcasts we don't love, but probably we can't because normally I wouldn't pay attention to them and I wouldn't subscribe to them and I don't even know who they, which one. And we're not are. mean girls. We don't trash talk. Really? 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 We're not mean girls? <laughs> We don't ever <laughs> trash talk anything that we don't like. <laughs> I shall let that laughter, evil laughter, speak for itself. We're so nice. We're actually delightful. Okay, let's leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. Do you actually listen to any book podcasts? I feel like this is entrapment. <laughs> you don't even listen to oh ours, do you? <laughs> no, I do. I listen to ours religiously because sometimes I do the editing so far ahead that I don't I don't always remember what it has sounded like in full because I also don't necessarily listen to things or listen to our show in sort of a linear sense. I do a lot of going backwards and forwards and running through the same thing over and over. So that I know that it's not entirely tedious, I yeah. do like to listen to the full episode once it's actually downloadable. So, you know, so I listen to us. Sadly, that we are the only book podcast <laughs> that I subscribe and regularly listen to. <laughs> I'm really sorry to all of my book friends who have podcasts. <laughs> God, I'm the worst. But do you subscribe to them in your podcast app so that they get your support? I try to do that sometimes. I don't because it auto downloads and then it oh, yeah. like and then at a certain point it stops downloading. I have some that I listen to purely for like work reasons and they're already hard enough to get through. <laughs> like 
<laughs> well, that's the other thing is how much time do you have to listen to podcasts? The, the less time you have, the more choosy you're going to have to be with your list, I think. Yeah. And so there's two that I've gotten into fairly recently and like way too late and I'm slowly working my way through them, but also they're podcasts that do episodes of over an hour and that is hard work. They are really hard. Even podcasts that I love that go over half an hour, usually I have to listen to them in two parts. Because do, you, I, do you listen in like one and a half or double speed? Oh, interesting. Some I do, some I don't. I do it for things when I'm bored. If I'm sick of the discussion, but I just want to get through it, I start to speed it up. I tend to, the ones that are like weekly shows that are very current event type things, even if it's not, not news, but like current events in podcasting or current events in books or whatever, like Book Riot, I would speed those up because yeah. they go through a lot of stuff and not everything appeals to me. Yeah. See, cause you're bored. You speed it up. <laughs> I was trying not to say the B word, but <laughs> if you insist... Shall I then go through my list of bookish podcasts since you have zero? Oh yeah, in your no. List? So tell me, tell me what bookish ones I should be listening to. Okay, well, I listen to. I'm going to get the name wrong because they changed the name, so I'm going to look it up. Smart podcast, trashy books, which is Sarah Wendell's podcast. So for me, I download every episode because I'm subscribed, but I don't always listen to every episode. I tend to love when she interviews academics or when she interviews authors who have tangential interests to books. She did one with the history of romantic love in fiction that started in the 12th century. And it was so, so fascinating. It's probably my favorite episode from that podcast. I listened to DM's podcast, which is Bookish Friends. That tends to be more YA. So not all the books that they read are books that I would read, but I just find them kind of fun <laughs> like I feel like I'm sort of in the room with them and eavesdropping so because it's called bookish friends is it her and a friend a friend but like the friend changes I think the friend changes Diem is the constant yeah she is like Seinfeld oh, to keep the Seinfeld reference I sometimes listen to a podcast called bossy boots and then the unladylike podcast which is run by our friend Adele yeah. And then sometimes I'll just search for like Melina Marquetta. <laughs> if somebody has a Melina Marquetta <laughs> episode, I will definitely listen to that. I've recently found Scandalicious, but I am still going through some of their backlists. So I would normally give it maybe five episodes to see whether I click with the host and the guests. Um, so I'm still sort of trialing that one. And then for my kids, we listen to the Puffin podcast by Penguin. It's so cool. They do all these like great segments and I always think, oh, we should do that for romance. But I'm like, it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things that sort of makes me wary about listening to book podcasts is that I will want to emulate it. Yeah. And then... We either don't have the time or don't have the resources and also I'm not the host of this show as much as I like to think that I'm in control. You are. You are in control. Um, <laughs> don't deny it. <laughs> but, yeah, so one that this year I started to listen to and I actually got to go and see the live show in Sydney is My Favourite Murder and they do really long rambling podcasts. But, like, Karen and Georgia are really fun to listen to. It's an acquired taste. Actually, I remember Kat, I asked if you wanted to come and see the live show with me because I felt weird about going to the podcast, 
the live podcast on loan. <laughs> I was like, this is an odd, this is an odd hobby Excursion. to have. <laughs> How many murder talks can I attend alone before we should all feel concerned? <laughs> and the first thing you said to me was, I would be into that, but I can't handle torture and I can't handle cannibalism. And my response to you was, I cannot promise there won't be. <laughs> I'm, I'm the type of person who is so fascinated by true crime that if I hear a story, I'm going to research it to like the nth degree. So, and I can't just leave it alone. Like, even if I know that I'm going to read something really disturbing, I have to know what it is. I mean, I, I genuinely can't explain what it is that I love about this podcast because on paper, it rubs me the wrong way. On paper, it's two women that are talking about about true crime um, in quite an irreverent way. And they're not necessarily making fun of the victims, but there's there's a lot of kind of putting themselves in that position and, and what they would do when they like, yeah, they're irreverent about it all. But they also sort of got into it because they're both genuinely terrified and fascinated with murder. I feel like it like, could be therapeutic. In, yeah. in a sense, to to listen to it as a podcast because you you do and feel a bit more intimate with the hosts mm. in a podcast. And attending the attending the event and looking around at the audience, it was I would say like eighty percent of the audience was female. The people that are interested in sticking with them probably are because of the way that they approach it as women. But yeah, so my one of my favorite episodes is actually the cannibal one. And I remember... Of course it is, Rudy. Of course I know. it is. It's, look, it is really messed up. I remember listening to it. It was a Friday night because I live, I live like a hectic, crazy life. So I was <laughs> in on a Friday night cleaning my bedroom. For some reason, I had to take the rubbish out of my room and down to the bin, out of the apartment and down to the bins immediately. It just, I wasn't going to be able to settle without doing that. And while I'm doing, like, while I'm cleaning up, I've also got this podcast on. If I'm just ducking down to the bins, I leave my apartment door unlocked, but I always have to take my keys because of the security door. And so I've, I've gone down and I've come back up and then I, I kept listening to the podcast and they were talking about the vampire of Sacramento and how he, he used to choose his victims by just trying doors. And if they were unlocked, he assumed he was allowed to go in. <laughs> yeah, that face you're making. Um, and so I just had this moment of being like, oh, yeah, well done, Rudy. <laughs> Definitely lucky you don't live in Sacramento in the 70s. Do you think there's something reassuring about talking about these events that have happened in real life? But when you when you talk about it, you think about what you might have done in that situation. Like to me, it feels a little bit like group therapy, not necessarily that particular event, but how as a woman, because, you know, a lot of these violent crimes happen to women. But as a woman, how you sort of help yourself come to terms with the fact that there are so many dangers out there. Yeah, I mean, they, they give kind of safety ish tips, but it's stuff like, you know, get a job and buy your own shit and stay out of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my, that's one of my favourites. <laughs> wow, such an uplifting episode, I can't believe it. <laughs> but speaking of real life stories that are relayed in podcast form, one of the podcasts that we found out we both have listened to is The Dollop. 
Yes. Which um, one of my kids listens to loves and asked for a ticket to their show for their birthday. Which, which I'm going to too. And I, so I'm going to because the kid can't go on their own. So let me just say, Rudy, the other day we were talking about the dollop. And so Rudy... Tell us about your favourite episode of The Dollop. I never said it was my favourite. I just said it was one of the ones where I realised I had to talk to people about it. So before Rudy tells you what this episode is about, I am a selective hearer of things. So all I heard was it was a really great episode. So I went I mean, home and said to my kid, listen, my friend loves The Dollop as well. And she said, you should, she said, The Dolphin episode is a really good episode. So have you listened to it? And my kid said, no. And I said, okay, well, maybe you should because apparently it's a really good one. Well, today my kid comes in and says to me, Mum, you know that dolphin episode that you said to listen to, that your friend said to listen to on the dollop? I said, yeah, how was it? He goes, well, it was a very inappropriate episode and I didn't finish it. I stopped listening to it. And I said, oh, okay, what was it about? He goes, well... It was about a woman who had sex with a dolphin and I don't think it was appropriate for me. (laughs) For context, my kid is only 13. He's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like a corrupter of innocence. My child actually said, please tell your friend that I told you that it was an inappropriate episode. Oh, my God. Like, I'm being if that was me as a kid, thirteen-year-old, no, you know I would what? Have, I would have listened to that to the end. I'd have been like, "What sex with a dolphin?" It yeah. is messed up. So tell us about this episode, really, because again, it. it was a recommendation from a friend, and I went all the way right back to the beginning. I don't recommend anybody do that if you aren't familiar with it. Start with episode three which is competitive tickling, which is a very weird episode, but is phenomenal. If you can't handle that, like if that is not an episode that works for you, you're not going to like any of them. You really are. Yeah, I think that's actually true. The competitive tickling one is like a mystery. It's beautiful. It's it's wrapped just... in comedy, wrapped in history, wrapped in just like what the fuckery. Like, just... <laughs> and even when you Google it to see what they're talking about, you're like, it's so strange. This is a really strange story. But the dolphin, it goes to some very dark, disturbing places because your kid is right in that it does have some sexual themes to it. <laughs> So I believe it's episode eight of The Dolphin. Oh, there you go. Eight. And it's called The Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do we want to talk about giving dolphins? No, let's not. Anything? I, I feel like if uh, listeners are interested in their story, they will go and listen Look, to The Dolphin. Look, it is very definitely maybe, <laughs> think maybe M. M. <laughs> maybe. Look, if you're, if you're a kid listening to our podcast, check with your parents. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. All of mine are very adult. Those are my two favourites. I have weird taste. And it's funny because you always say you always say that you think that I won't cope with bad sound quality because I'm so mean to you about sound quality. No, no, quality. Because I think it's because you just have, more, have sensitive, more sensitive ears. Like when, you, when we talk about our podcast, I won't even hear some of the stuff that you hear. And you're like, Kat, you need to change the like there was that one podcast where I had to change the file because you, you found it unbearable to listen to and I could barely hear any difference. So I feel like if I can hear the 
degradation of audio quality mm. that it would be like a hundred times worse for you. Yeah. I mean, and so with that, both of those podcasts have terrible audio <laughs> and I listen to them Does for the an Dalek hour at a time. Does have terrible audio? Quite often. Really? Yeah. See, that's already sort of I mean, I'm, I'm starting the, for me. I'm starting right, right back at the beginning and yeah, they, it is bad. <laughs> Okay. But part of it is that, like, I can hear them fiddle with their microphones. Like, I hear the, I hear them bump the chords and all. Well, but sometimes they're having so much fun. I know. Like, I'm surprised they're not falling over this, falling <laughs> to the floor laughing. Mel, who played Gabby. Alt Gabby. Um, Alt Gabby <laughs> asked me, because she finally listened to them and was like, one, you've got really bad taste. This is terrible. <laughs> and two, are they high? And I was like, mm, maybe. <laughs> Do you listen to any NPR yeah. um, podcasts? I um How do you find their audio quality? I have a f- Oh my god, they're beautiful. I know somebody who can't listen to them because the compression gives him a headache. Oh. Yeah, which Yeah, I'm not didn't bothered by that. Yeah. I'm really far behind, but I listen to a lot of this American life. But like I, I listen to that because of aesthetics. Like I want to learn to do what they do. Right. I don't know if this is NPR or not, but I also um, quite recently started making Oprah because I love Oprah and she is the greatest. When that podcast launched, I had roughly five people send me messages (laughs) and be like, did you know there is a podcast about Oprah and it's called Making Oprah? (laughs) And I was like, fucking download that. Um, so that's beautiful. It's made by Jennifer White at WEBZ Chicago. So that's a radio that's um, a, show as well. That's um, a public radio station. Right. I used to listen to Invisibilia and I think I still subscribe to it. Oh, I just never I get to it. Invisibilia. Because, yeah. yeah. And so the very, very first episode that they ever did is incredibly disturbing, but incredibly interesting. And it's about where thoughts come from. And they go through the three disciplines of what thoughts are from like an academic perspective or, yeah, and it just, or philosophical perspective. And it is just phenomenal. But yeah, definitely has. I was writing the romantic Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. That was my. Oh, it played itself. It was In like case. a phantom. Oh my God. That was Graham Simpson. Interrupting our podcast, sorry. Your face. But, but Graham Simpson <laughs> from, from our, our podcast. podcast? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Leave it in. <laughs> sorry. No worries. This is how audiobooks that are just about to get into the dirty bits end up being played on my speaker in <laughs> places of work. And it's terribly embarrassing. Oh, my God. It's somewhat wanky, but I do have a bit of love for modern love. Which oh, is, I've got that on my playlist. Yeah, so. But that's one of those podcasts that I need to try five episodes of. Yeah. I haven't got around to it. So it's a column that's in, I want to say the New York Times, but I'm not entirely certain on that. And these columns are then voiced by famous actors, typically. And some of the time it's romantic love. Some of the time it is about family so about parents about children about loss about relationship relationships it just covers the whole gamut but it's really beautiful actually I've got a few more book type podcasts so um the ones that I haven't 
that I need to do the five episode test on is one is called Seeking Tumness, which is a podcast where the hosts look at books that they loved as young readers, and then they kind of look at whether or not it stood the test of time. So, so Tumness as in like Mr. Tumness yeah. from, from Narnia? I think so, from Narnia, hey. yes. The other one that I need to try more of is called Women With Books Podcast, and their slogan is A Book Club In Your Pocket. Oh, that's To cute. discuss genre fiction. And the other one that I actually do subscribe to is called XOXO After Dark Cast, which I think you'll like the production values of because I think they're actually in a proper studio with proper mics and people who actually proper know how to host a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I remember you telling me to listen to a particular episode that I've not gotten around to. It is Love Like the Movies featuring Mariah Stewart. So that's that's downloaded on my phone. I just haven't got to it. I think that is a publisher-driven um, podcast, but they don't really – like you, you almost can't tell really. Oh, cool. What else do I have on here that's not about murder? <laughs> I've got work um, stuff, which is yeah, – I'm not going to – Oh, actually, Short and Curly. Do you listen to Short and Curly? It's I ABC don't. actually. I know. Um, so that's I don't know I don't know if that's podcast only or if it's affiliated with a radio show or anything like. But it's so cute. They're about twenty minutes to half an hour episodes, and they posit a like a philosophical question or an ethical dilemma for kids. Yeah. Um, but it's they the structure is really fun. Kids love it. My kids love it. And then they actually they interview actual kids in primary schools and high schools and ask them for their opinions and they get a variety of opinions. Um, and then they tell you to stop the podcast and figure out what you think before they tell you what they think. Oh, cool. That's actually quite cute. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for Australian ones now. I was going to ask you if you had any Australian I ones. I have a lot of Australian ones. So one that I listen to that is an event that I actually go to quite regularly is Story Club. You can attend the live events on, I think it's the first Monday of the month at Giant Dwarf in Redfern. But Story Club invites a bunch of different Australian personalities. Like, Yeah, so uh, famous people are invited to write to a particular theme, but like true stories true things from their life like and they're mortif- writing to is it like mortified it is but rather than going back into which i love yeah so we should we should we'll get give a to, plug mortified. to mortified yeah so rather than mortified gets you to sort of look for old things that you wrote as a child and then yep. is fit to a particular theme this is new story this is new writing that you've done for a particular theme Okay. And everyone involved is is a personality of some kind. So it's like Women of Letters meets Mortified? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But Women of Letters don't record anything. Oh, okay. Whereas with, with Story Club, and it's quite, it's actually quite exciting to go along because is they this have the this one beautiful that Nikia red Louis chair. was in? She's done Story Club and okay. she is on it, but she also has done Confession Booth, oh, which maybe is that's the, the same concept, but there is... Not many episodes. Okay. And it was by ABC and it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. <laughs> Whereas this is an independent. But yeah. So fantastically funny, heartbreaking, amazingly weird stories. But they only take one story per show. So if you go, you see like eight, but 
that so, month you'll only get one download. So they do like a batch taping and then they release it. No, they only oh, choose one. They only choose one oh. from the night. And I don't know how that selection happens. I don't know if the person knows ahead of time that theirs is the one being recorded or not. But the very, very first one I ever went to was Alan Clark talking about being a, a young gay Aboriginal man in Burke, which is uh, northwest New South Wales. So talking about being a young Aboriginal gay man or teenager in Burke and and a bit of a romance that he had that went a bit awry. <laughs> and it is amazingly funny and horribly tragic. Oh, no. And well worth a listen but not with kids. Okay. I'm glad you I'm glad you gave me that warning. <laughs> I also don't think that many men would like the story just because of is the it tragedy. A, oh, is it cross your legs type yep. story? Right. Yep. Got it. Got it. You know the Nikia Louie one that we talked about? That was a cross Similar. your leg story too, right? Similar yeah, yeah. sort of vibe to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, another one that I really love that is also indie Australian is Just a Spoonful, which is made by Caitlin Plyley. Caitlin has a chronic illness and started the podcast four years ago as a way of kind of working through her diagnosis and also finding out what other amazing people are out there who have chronic illnesses, who have disabilities, and like I think mostly they talk about pop culture and it's just kind of implicit that all of her guests sort of fit within the scope of, yeah, you learn a lot as an able person, but that's definitely like, it's not made for able people. And it's just kind of, I mean, it's own voices. There we go. That's a book term. (laughs) Well, I I think that's really the strength of independent podcasting a that you can get I know own voices is the term but for me I think of it as gaze so whether Mm. it's female male or some other way of looking at things that is not the generic norm I guess Um, and being able to find an audience who appreciates that high production values or no because the other types of podcasts that I listen to are podcasts about podcasts which I didn't really go into at the moment because if you're interested in that you'll find them yourself and they're very, very sort of specialist type podcasts. But the variety of shows that are around, when they talk about how their shows are produced and the topics of their shows, it has so little intersection with mainstream broadcast. They feel like different media. Yeah. Because Oz, OzPod happened a few weeks ago. And probably because it's run by the ABC or heavily sponsored by the ABC, you know, it's got a very broadcast perspective. And when I went to that last year, it just really felt different. Like some of the stuff that they were talking about were exactly the stuff that would not be recommended by the independent podcasters because it would be not worth the effort or not worth the expense or a whole variety of reasons. Anyway, let's not get into it. It's a bit technical. Well, look. I mean, I think one of the reasons that I love indie podcasts is because you get you get people that you wouldn't hear otherwise. Another indie podcast that I'm really into 
which so Caitlin, unfortunately, I mean, she started the podcast four years ago. She's just decided to wrap up. She's got two more episodes to release and then that'll be the end of Just a Spoonful, but it will still be available to listen to. So just a warning on that one. But one that I thought had had finished, but they've just started it up again, is called Bring a Plate with Peter and Beck. And so that's Peter Taggart and Rebecca Shaw, or on Twitter she's known as Brockle Snitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I recognize her Twitter handle. <laughs> I love that people don't know her real name but do know her handle. Like, I think that's kind of great. So Peter and Beck, they used to both live in Brisbane and they would do these amazingly funny like reviews of films from the 90s and noughties predominantly beck is a lesbian and peter is gay so they would also do like these sort of um have these discussions about things that were in the news from a queer perspective beck started a segment that she called lesbian news which (laughs) was just beautiful and it was just you know news about lesbians But so they've recently started that again. They went on hiatus because Beck moved away from Brisbane and they weren't sure how they were going to keep doing episodes while not physically in the same place. They seem to have worked it out. And I am so excited for it to be back. I haven't heard that one, but that does sound really interesting. It's really fun. And then just like like a shameless little, (laughs) there's a podcast I work on that I think more people should check out because I think it's kind of cool. It's called Word Up. Each episode invites a different Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person who speaks their language to share three words or three phrases in their language and to also give a bit of a brief about the boundaries of their country, so where their country is. And in Australia, we have over 250 languages Indigenous languages. And so the idea behind the podcast is to cover as many of those as possible. It has almost been going a year. In fact, will be a year in October. So right now there's about 40 something episodes and I'm really, really proud of it. And they're like under 10 minutes and you can, you can listen to it all really quickly. That's like a train ride's worth at the moment. Are those endangered languages? Um, some of them are what's termed as sleeping. So a sleeping language is one that's not spoken fluently anymore. Because there's been, I know too much about this now, but like there's been a shift away from labeling languages as endangered or dead or, you know, anything like that. I I just get really excited. Like it's one of my favorite things that I get to do at work. But yeah, so podcasts we like. That's And then mine is... Chat 10 looks three and they haven't released no, an episode for a very, no. very, very long time. And the production value is really, really low. I hate that one. <sighs> Why? Did they make fun of romance? I think they actually made fun of romance know. books yeah, at one point. Because somebody else direct messaged me and said, you know what? I, my love for them has kind of disappeared because of something that they said. Yeah, they went, they either went to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey film or they read it or something. I don't know. It was probably about the time that I got bored of them too. That was like episode two. Was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was one of the very, very super early episodes. Look, you know what? 
Lee Sells doesn't even break into musical numbers anymore. And that was really the highlight of of it for me. Oh, speaking of musicals, I haven't listened to this. So like take my recommendation with a grain of salt, but there is a podcast made by somebody involved in Hayes Theatre here in Sydney. And the podcast is called Every Musical Ever. And what he does is he invites different actors and like musical theatre people to come in and do an episode and they talk about like a musical and so each episode they do about this the other day yeah I mean like each episode is about an hour long and so they do like an in-depth kind of history and relevance of like why they sing I don't know I'd love it I haven't listened to it oh okay all right but it was recommended to me by someone that I do classes with we just got on like a weird kind of musical theatre tangent because like we're super cool people I mean my problem is I can't actually sing so I love the idea of musical theatre but I am completely incapable of I like to think that I'm theatering I like to think I'm a triple threat and I'm very definitely you are a triple threat really I'm very definitely a single threat (laughs) (laughs) my singing is described as enthusiastic but can you not act maybe you're a double threat Look, I can sort of act, but also (laughs) I memorize things really well, but I don't necessarily embody things, which is weird for someone who dances, but you know what I mean? But yeah, so I I do stage acting or I I like stage acting, but screen is not my... mm. Hey, to close this off and go back to our theme. Oh, you don't want to talk about my many skills? (laughs) I do, I do. Who would you like to see starting up a podcast And what type of podcast would you like to see? Oh, my God, that's so hard. Is it too hard? (laughs) No, well, because, like, can I say me? (laughs) Yes, you can say you. You should totally do it, Rudy. Oh, my God. Don't you have, like, a million? You've got, like, ten ideas for, like, fantastic podcasts because we've talked about some of them. I have an idea that I'm not ready. Well, I have like two that I'm not ready to commit to recording yet but like ooh, when they are <laughs> so I don't want to go into details because I don't want anybody to steal my idea well, <laughs> but me enough. I would like my own podcast <laughs> that amazing. is something I don't have yet because even amazing. the one that I work on for work my voice is never in it not even a little bit how rude I mean it's all right <laughs> I sing along to the theme song every week, though. Well, do you know, the one podcast that I wish we had thought of is the one my dad wrote a porno, whatever it is. Because <gasps> yeah. that as a concept, I mean, of course, like, you know, my dad didn't write a porno, so I couldn't do that podcast. But the concept itself is just so simple and the setup is so simple. And I just, I was like, genius, yeah. just genius. Look, because I've, I've listened to a few episodes of that, I, I really struggle with it. Oh, look, I don't listen to it. Um, I, it wasn't my type wasn't, it didn't appeal to me, but it appeals to a lot of people. And I think as a concept, we could have done something similar and it would have been amazing. Yeah. Look, if I could steal somebody else's (laughs) podcast idea, that is one that I would steal. Yeah, absolutely. That's all we've got time for in this episode. A huge thanks to Kat Mayo for letting me step into the chair once again. You can find the show notes at bookthingo.com.au forward slash podcast. Just click on episode 43.
If you have any feedback or suggestions, please send Kat a tweet at BookThingo or send an email to podcast at bookthingo.com.au. And on that note, if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can help support us by leaving a review on iTunes or just telling all of your reader friends to give us a try. You can also visit the BookThingo blog to check out reviews and opinions from a bunch of readers from Down Under, including Kat and I. In the next episode, which comes out in just one week, we're talking to Boo Topics with a very special guest. So that you don't miss a thing, make sure you hit that little subscribe button and have your podcast downloaded straight to your phone as soon as they're uploaded. In the meantime, have a fabulous fortnight or week of reading. <laughs>